Ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service announcement. For regular viewers and listeners of AWI Pod, please do not be offended because this program contains good wrestling. to the seventh episode of a cup of uk heritage i am your host brent miles and as you know glenn is always here with me every week ga it is as i've said before balls hot here <laughs> yeah but i'm fine i i spent all morning melting at work so no no relief in sight from the heat yeah the weather forecast is it's gonna change by sunday probably as i'm walking home from work sunday afternoon about right <laughs> yeah so that's when it will rain and start getting colder again it'll be it'll be back to that normal english england weather that you're used to. yes yeah rainy and cold. the fact the fact that a test match started today and we're probably going to get two days of decent weather from it is a, is a miracle in itself as they always say that when 22 guys dress up in white and start dancing around it brings on the rain for all you American people out there who don't know, Glenn is talking about the sport of cricket. Yes. <laughs> if you've not, you don't know anything about the sport of cricket, I think you can still maybe possibly go back to the piece of business archives and check out the Brit quiz. And maybe you can also learn something about cricket, just like me, the mayor, and another person we will not mention. Learn one time. <laughs> but that's a great show if you haven't. Glenn, Glenn used to do a show called Piece of Business. I used to do it with him and, uh, you can still find that, I think, there out there on the podcast. Just search Glenn at it, and you'll find it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the yeah. Brit It's hilarious. Uh, it was. The mayor was a star that day. Oh, well, you know, he normally is. Um, but, yeah, speaking of stars, Glenn, we had the star of all Heritage Cup match stars, Noam Dar, mm. on, um, a, a veteran of NXT UK. These guys have been with NXT UK like from the start, haven't they? They have. Uh, and uh, he was one half of the NXT Tag Team Champion, NXT, NXT UK Tag Team Champions, shall I say? Uh, with Flash Morgan Webster, right? With Flash Morgan, yep. That's right, that's right. Um, so I was a bit surprised when Noam Dar made his way out to the ring here. We did not see Shaw Samuels with oh, him. How disappointing was that? There was all the big thing about uh, Danny Luna coming out with Mark, and there's no Shaw. Yeah, I think they try to explain it on commentary as if, like, people have been saying that he can't do it without Shaw, and so Noam Dar's just out here to prove that he can do it without Shaw. And uh, to be honest with you, Glenn, the whole time, I'm just waiting for Shaw Samuels to show up. He never did, hmm. but I kept waiting for him to pop up. I did as well. I thought there was a, uh, It's been obviously a long time ago since I watched this before, but I thought there was going to be some shenanigans. Because when he looked in the court, he goes, who are you? <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the same guy he kicked out last time. It was, it? it was, yeah. I think they've only got the one. <laughs> yeah, just that, that one poor guy uh, that's always getting abused, whoever he's corner manning for. He's like, fuck, again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this first round, I really, really liked the first round between these two. It, it, felt, it didn't feel as much of a feeling out process as most of them do. No, no. And uh, old Noam was up to his tricks right from the beginning. 
duck in and dive in and taunt in Mark Andrews. Yeah, he was really just trying to frustrate the hell out of Andrews at the beginning, which mm. he was doing a pretty good job of. Yeah, but they managed, Andrews managed to up the pace a bit and start hitting him. Yeah, he, he, he like did a reversal into a drop kick, and then I think he had Dar down, and he kind of taunted Dar back a little bit, so he got to yeah. a little bit of on it. Like, honestly, I really felt like this is one of the best first rounds that we've seen because mm. it was like it was already trying to tell the story of the match, and a lot of them don't do that in the first round. They don't no. start doing that until the second round, and this one they really started telling the story of the match in the first round. That's it. It, it, it's, it. It's that thing with all the earlier ones, but they've always sort of had that first round everybody's just feeling each other out and uh, headlocks and arm bars and just see where the weak points are without taking it too many chances. But these two went at it. Yeah, they did. It was a really, really good first round. Um, the second round starts with a, with a test of strength, which is always interesting between two smaller gentlemen. Yeah. But no, it was the bigger one of the smaller gentlemen. Yes. If you had to pick the big one, no, Dar is the big one. Uh <laughs> Dar ends up landing in some really nice kicks on Andrews, as you know, Dar usually does in all of his matches. He's pretty good with feet. Um, he really started to punish Andrews toward the toward the middle and end of the, the second round. Dar did. He did. He did. He starts working on that leg, come back in the more so in the third round, and that has an impact on it. But uh, just before the bell, again, a perfect bit of timing. Mark manages to reverse it and really lays into Noah, increases the pace. Yep. There's kicks and strikes and bouncing around as Mark Andrews does. Doesn't get a chance, as they say on commentary, to do anything about it because as he's about to pull the trigger, as you would do in a normal match, the bell rings. Yep. I almost have like word for word what you said in my notes too. <laughs> Andrew picks up the pace and lands some big moves on Dart in the second round, which so yeah, I said almost the exact same thing that you said. Um, yeah, a really good second round too. Mm. We'll talk about it when we get to the end of this match, but I really felt real. I really, really enjoyed this match, and maybe because it was just because it has Noam Dar in it, and all the Noam Dar characters cut matches are always just so simple. Um, yeah. The Andrew starts off the third round very strong, um, and he get but then uh, he gets up like on the middle rope, and and Dar does that thing where he kind of kicks his feet right out from under him. And about this time, we got a couple of visitors to to come out and watch the match, but only for a little bit, which was yeah. uh, I guess they were up in the scout. Yeah, and to torment Noam Dar, I think because um, I think it was an episode or a couple of episodes before they were on Supernova Sessions. Oh, okay. It all comes back to the Supernova sessions. It does. <laughs> <'Cause> that, <laughs> that's how that's how Noam Dar makes friends and influences people is the Supernova sessions. He makes friends and enemies and makes matches for other people that they didn't <laughs> yeah. know they wanted. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Tio Man and Rohan Raja. They came out and I thought it was really funny when they came out. Dar kind of looks over to him and says, Hey, watch, you might learn something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really cool. Um at this point, you've got uh, Andrews selling the, the dodgy leg and uh, hopping around a bit. I can't remember what it was that he, he missed. 
So Dar actually t- he was like he had a lot of control of this match, but then he started yeah. he's kind of mouthing to Danny Luna on the outside of the ring. I say, oh, that was it. Yeah. And Nigel was doing a great job on commentary of going, Oh, look at her, she's blowing kisses at Noam Dar. I saw yeah. her. And he yeah. going, No, come on, Nigel, that's ridiculous. And it was just really funny with them going back and forth. Those those two are so good on commentary. Why they let them go, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I Meaningless. Then letting Nigel go is. I mean, both of them together are great, but letting Nigel go is a super big mistake. Yeah, it was. Where she's consider who's on NXT now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, but then Andrew is able to take a little bit of an advantage of Dar paying more attention to Daniel than the match. He gets like a double stomp to the midsection of 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 Dar, and then uh, he kind of Andrew's counter is like a suplex attempt by Dar, and he hits that stun dog millionaire that he does. But Noam Dar has the presence of mind to be able to roll out of the ring so that uh, Mark's not able to cover him. Uh, <laughs> the end of this match, Glenn, we saw another one of those really great Noam Dar knee bars. He does these, he does these submission moves so well. I don't know. It, it's, it's just so technically perfect. And it was, it was a reversal of a move that Mark Andrews set up. And he just reversed it. Suddenly he's in it. He's in that leg. He's in that leg lock yeah. and submitting. <laughs> yeah, so I I think uh, Andrews was going for like a Pele kick. That's it. And we tried to flip over to catch that Pele kick. And yeah, Noam Dar just grabbed that, grabbed that arm, yeah. grabbed that leg that right leg. his legs and just stretched him out and tapped him out. Which is, he does this in every match. I think the last one we watched against Tyler Bate, Tyler tried to do that clothesline thing that he does, and mm. Dar caught him with a knee bar in that. And that's just why Noam Dar is just so great in all these matches because his timing and his technical wrestling is just, you know, superb. And you got to give it to Andrews too, because it takes two to be able to get that sort of timing down. Um, oh yeah. This, this whole match was all about timing. Uh, yep. And it showed as we go into round four, because you get Andrews hot from the start again, and now he's working on Noam's leg. And he's got him caught in the ropes, and he's bouncing that leg off the off the middle rope, off the bottom rope, and twisting it. And he actually hit like a like a it was like a six one nine move. He had Dar's yeah, he had Dar's leg kind of on the uh, draped over the second rope, and he kind of hit a quick six one nine to the knee, which I thought was a really cool, innovative thing. Uh, Andrews keeps trying to attack the knees of Dar, as, as Glenn said, and then Andrew, uh, Mark Andrews goes for an insiguri, but Dar is able to counter that into an ankle lock, but then uh, Andrews then counters that into a roll-up and for the three count, and now we are all tied up at one as we head into the fifth round. Still selling the same story as round five, as the bill for round five starts. They both go for each other's legs. Yep. We kick and try to grab the legs, and I love that that big back elbow that Noam Dar throws, and that's not people out before, uh, but Mark manages to kick out of it. I love that, that, that back elbow that he does. He just does that mm. with such speed and precision. It's just really, really good. Every time he does it, I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dar goes for a big kick to the head, but Andrew manages to counter, and he hits the insiguri. Then he heads to the top rope, but Dar once again kicks his feet out from under him and sends Andrews crashing to the mat. <laughs> Then he, after that, he was he was sort of jawing with Danny Luna a little bit. And, yeah, uh, he's talking with her. <laughs> yeah. I think she even challenged him to a fight. She said, why don't you come here and say that? I think she Yeah, said. she did. 
And then yeah, Andrews kind of comes up from behind Dar, but Dar kind of like back kicks him, and then he does end up landing that big kick to the head, and then he does get the win. And Noam with, Dar is going to be with the Nova Roller. Yeah, the Nova Roller. Yep. That's it. And he will head to the second round or the semifinals. Um, semifinal. Yep. I'm I'm going to go on a limb here and say of all of the Heritage Cup matches that we've watched thus far. That was my favorite one. That was a yeah. really awesome match from the first round to the last round. It, the, the, the action never stopped. It was really, really good. It was really good. It was two guys that know exactly what they were doing in that format of a match. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure those two have probably had, you know, countless matches with or against each other over the years. So I'm sure mm. that they know how to wrestle each other. Yeah. The next uh, first round matchup we got is Don't Call Me Oro Mensa Oliver Carter taking on the Cockroach Kenny Williams. I, I forgot they went until watching this back. But now I know now where Oro Mensa comes from because they have the, they say he's from Ghana, West Africa. Mm-hmm. So an Oro Mensa would be his African name. Oh, okay, okay, it makes sense. I want to call him Oro Mensa the whole time. I don't know why you know, I shouldn't. I should know more as Oliver Carter because yeah, I watched him more as Oliver Carter than Oro Mensa. But for some reason, this entire time, I wanted to call him Oro Mensa. Uh, it was really nice to see the cockroach Kenny Williams again because he's not one of those guys who got to move over to uh, to Florida. And I, I really, I really like the cockroach character, and he just played it really well. So it was nice to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's hair pulling and doing all the tricks that needs to be done, even from, from round one. Yeah, he's just a slimy, dirty, filthy cockroach, that Kenny Williams. Uh, he was really looking to slow uh, uh, Oliver Carter down at the beginning of the match. You know, Oliver Carter's kind of bounce around the mm. ring guy, so he was trying to slow yeah. that pace down. I kept him in headlocks and yep. up bars. And, but again... I think he was like, and him, he was like pulling at Mensa's hair and messing with Mensa's was, hair. I think that was pissing Oral Mensa off because Mensa started to get real fiery toward the end of the match. He did, he did. Really, that was it from round one. There was a lot of tormenting and carrying on, but not a lot of real. It wasn't like the last match we watched. Yeah, no, not at all. That that, that was a very feeling out process first round. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, then Kenny Williams, the roach that he is, kind of suckers Oliver Carter into thinking that they're going to start a test of strength, and Oliver Carter's no better than to trust a cockroach, but he doesn't. And so, of course, Kenny Williams just kicks him right in the gut. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. Why, do, why is not that done more often? Yeah, if you're going to put your hands up like that, <laughs> just kick him in the middle. Midriff. It's like an old MMA fight I remember back in the day. John Jones was fighting Rashad Evans. And John mm-hmm. Jones would literally put his hands up like this. And Rashad Evans, I don't know why, but he would keep putting his hands up to grab him. And every time he would do it, John Jones would just elbow him in the face. And yeah. he just I was like, why do you keep grabbing his hands, stupid? Stop doing that. <laughs> that was in a shoot fight. <laughs> anyway, we go into round two. And Kenny's really out to hurt Oliver at the start of that round. Yes. He really does. He's punching him and slapping him and kicking him. And at one point, he even takes Carter's hair and ties it. Ties it yeah, to the rope. Tied it to the rope. And when the referee told him to break, he steps off and then kicks him. So he and came he like, untied. He like kicked himself back up on the top rope and kind of like leaned back. Like yeah. 
killing and then just started like <laughs> kicking him in the back. <laughs> Uh, until he kicked him free from tying his hair to the rope. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was, Williams, of course, really targeted in the back of, of Oliver Carter in this round. But Carter did start to uh, battle back into the round. Um, but then Kenny Williams got a pretty nifty little roll-up with about 45 seconds left in the round, and he's going to take a 1-0 lead. I love this te- technique in round three. This is the perfect heel technique. Mm-hmm. It's... You're one full up. You know the time is against your opponent. So what do you do? You get out of the ring. You utilize up to eight or your opponent getting that pissed off. They come out of the ring and you jump back in. Yeah. <laughs> and he did that for a couple of minutes. It was wonderful. I was, I was a bit shocked that we hadn't seen that from more people yet. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like more heels hadn't gone out of the ring and just tried to run away for as long as they could. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's the perfect heel tactic. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if I can stay away from you for the rest of this goddamn thing, I've got it won. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. I think he did it in another match that we'll probably see down the line where he ran around the ring. It gets, uh, it gets a nine and then he'd run across the ring and then out the other side and round again. You gotta love that cockroach. <laughs> uh, Oliver Carter hits like a really cool like flip kick. I really don't know how to explain. He like flip floor and kick the guy in the face, but it wasn't like what Tyler Bate does. It this, was I don't know. There was one little note I made just before that. This is because with Kenny doing all this, it's really pissing Oliver off. And you actually heard it on the studio. Mike, <laughs> he goes, uh, uh, he goes real, with real venom. Please provoke me. <laughs> yeah, he did. When he finally got him, he said, please with me. I think he really wanted to kill him at that point. I don't think I think there might have been a little bit of a shoot in there somewhere. <laughs> it could have been. Maybe he's still pissed about the whole hair tying situation. Yeah, right? probably. Mm. Yeah, then um, Oliver Carter got very aggressive then at this point, and he began to just, you know, beat the crap out of Kenny Williams around the ring, which you would if you were down one fall. It makes the most sense. Uh, he ends up evening things up with about 90 seconds left when he hits a really stiff kick to the back of the neck of Kenny Williams, and now we are all tied up at one, heading into the fourth round. Is it the fourth round? Is the it's the fourth? Yeah, round. no, third round. That was the it's third a, round. We're heading into the fourth. Yeah, we're into, heading into the fourth round. Okay, There's only okay. four rounds in this one. I was, make, I was making sure. I was like, wait a minute, was there? Four <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, hard hitting start from Carter because he's so wound up. Um, hits a moonsault, which uh, was rather impressive for a near fall. That was a picture perfect moonsault. Rick, it Rick was. Ray saw that one and said, God damn, that looked good. That's how good that moonsault yeah, was. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it was a damn good moonsault. I had to like, I, I like paused the video and, and like made sure I made note of how beautiful that fucking uh, that, that moonsault was. Yeah, uh, it's a shame. It was a shame that it wasn't going to win the match though. It would have been a lovely way to have ended it. Yeah. But of course, you're in the ring with a cockroach. And cockroaches do cockroach things. Mm-hmm. Like removing the turnbuckle pad and throwing it into the middle of the ring so the referee sees it. While the referee is distracted by that, he's out the ring, picked up the aluminium or whatever it is, water bottle. Yeah. And crowns Oliver with it for the win. Yeah, one, oh, two, one, two, three. three. And the thing I noticed that after the third round is is Williams is kind of laying on the apron, and he drinks yeah. his he drinks the bottle of water, 
and then he kind of looks at it for a second. Yeah, <laughs> you say that. Set it down, and I thought the, to myself. That motherfucking Kenny Williams is going to use that fucking water bottle to win this match, isn't he? And he sure the fuck did. <laughs> yeah. You can see the light bulb going on. Yeah, you just saw it click. You're like, oh, okay, I know how I can win this thing. <laughs> so, yeah, two two matches, two very different styles of matches, but still very, very good stuff. Excellent. Uh, excellent. They're Next. getting better and better, and they will get better and better. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come across one that's probably the best one we're gonna actually there's a couple coming up that I think might be the best ones we're gonna see. There's one that's not mm -hmm. that's not even for the cup or hasn't doesn't even have the cup on the line that's one of the most brutal matches I've ever watched and my whole interface hurt <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, it's ironic that that match actually took place on my birthday too, which is weird. <laughs> it was like oh, the best birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> brutal yeah. violence. Yeah, let's next week up we're gonna what we're gonna have Tao Man is gonna take on Nathan Frazier and Wolfgang will be battling our old pal Sam Gradwell. Don't be a yogurt and make sure you join us next week for episode eight. Glenn, what do you gotta do before we get out of here? Um people are gonna be hearing enough from us this week. I think I'll do the plugs later in the week. That's I'll fair. just say goodbye. <laughs>